Welcome to episode 18 of Armchair Donkeys with another special guest and teammate at the University of Colorado. Matt Altman was a place kicker in Boulder when I arrived on campus in 1998, who went on to become a talent agent with CAA and has since gone on to build an absolute force in the real estate industry here in Los Angeles with his brother, Josh. Now, I know you're pretty tight with Sean McVay and have been a Rams fan since they moved back to L.A. in 2016. But before we jump into the Super Bowl, I want to take you back to the summer of 1999. You were an intern at MTV, and you brought a VHS tape back from L.A. right before two days And the entire team watched that film at my house up on the hill in Boulder. Now, that VHS tape was what would eventually become the Blair Witch Project. Did Holy you know- How do you even remember stuff like that? <laughs> bro, bro, did you know then that that was a marketing strategy for the film, or were you in the dark like the rest of us? I was in the dark. I thought that was the scary. When I saw that in L.A., I thought it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> bro, you freaked the whole team out when we saw that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you remember that, bro. <laughs> I mean, that that's that was one of the I mean, being somebody that ended up moving to L.A. And, and, and dabbling in the film industry and seeing how they marketed that film and remembering that Bob, he brought back just a VHS tape. He's like, dude, you guys got to watch this tape. It's it's freaky as shit. We popped it in the VHS. It was a house that uh, me, Minardi, Colvin, Drum, Ryan Gray. Uh, Pete Friedrich, there was like half the half the guys in my class were living in this house, and Matt brings his tape back right before camp. We pop it in the VHS. No idea. Like he, he's just like, you guys got to watch this tape. That's funny. Yeah, that was a scary. I'm just, I'm just more impressed with your memory, Bo. Was it the actual, mo- like the full movie, or was it just yeah, a portion I of it? Give it out to people to just start to get the, the buzz going around. Oh so wow, yeah. It, it was a pretty pretty genius marketing strategy. Now, you've had a hell of a journey in this town since that intern- internship. Let's fast forward to last weekend. You're sitting next to Sean McVay's father, Tim, at the NFC Championship game. Talk a little bit about how you and Sean met and what it's been like uh, watching him rebuild this Rams franchise here in L.A. Uh, we actually met, uh, I want to say, what is it, five years he's been here? So we met five years ago when I got a call from somebody uh, out in Miami, who was very close friends with him. And he said, listen, I have this great guy coming out. We have, I have so many funny stories with this. Uh, I have this great guy coming out. He's going to be the head coach of the Rams. Um, you know, can you show him some houses, this and that? And we end up it, it, just the irony of the way the world works at the time. You know, my brother has a TV show called million dollar listing. That's been on Bravo now for 13 years. It's picked up for another, another year now. So it'll be 14 years. And, I remember before going out to see houses, we went to dinner at a steak restaurant and, you know, nobody knew who Sean was at all. And everybody walked in to say hi to Josh because they see his face all the time. And we introduced Sean. Nobody gave a shit. And I swear, by the way, I didn't mean to swear. Oh, you can you can swear. Don't worry about it. Anyways, uh, aired. And so Sean was like, this is amazing. Everybody knows you. This is crazy. Cut to. Two years later or a year later, whenever we, they went to the Super Bowl the first time, we went to the same restaurant, the four of us, and literally nobody looked at Josh and everybody came up to John. And it was just a very funny moment where we all were laughing of like, this is crazy. I mean, what he's done in the short amount of time. I read an article the other day where he said, you know, it's insane that they hired me at 30, which I thought was really cool. 
you know, before all of this happened, we had coach Rick Neuheisel, who was the youngest coach of college football at the time. And I think he was older than what Sean was when Sean got the head coaching job at the Rams, you know? How old is he now? 36 or? I think 35. His birthday was actually last week and I think he's 35 now. Wow. Um, so now Tom Brady just retired. I know you're from Newton, Mass. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining that you were probably, prior to, to your relationship with Sean and the Rams coming to town, you were probably a pretty big Pats fan. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady's retirement? First of all, I, yes, I, I, we were diehard Patriot fans for the last 20 years or so, obviously. Um, and he, you know, by the way, Bo, you're a little bit younger, but he ruined my year once before, uh, when we played Michigan and we had a chance to, to do it all. I remember that vividly. Was that 96? Again, you have a much better memory, but I think it was, (laughs) yeah, I do. I think it was 96 and we, we could have won everything. And that was quite disappointing. Of course, nobody knew who or what he was going to be. Um, but obviously, look, he's the greatest football player of all time. I think what makes him so great personally is not just his on-field uh, actions, it's his off-field. I mean, he is just the most poised individual. And the the amount of respect, there's not a human that doesn't like him, except for people on, like, the Giants, but they still like him. You know, they just <laughs> were annoyed that they haven't done anything, or they did two times. Um, I think, look... It's funny. Everybody asked me when I started, I got, I got like hit up more than I've ever been from that game the other day where, you know, the joke within my family is in, in the one game that we watched, I got more TV time than I did in four years of playing college football, (laughs) which is really funny and bad at the same time. But, uh, you know, the, some of the questions are like, I thought you were a diehard Patriot fan. and, And my response to anybody that said that, I said, listen, if Tom Brady can switch teams, why can't I? Like, it happens. Yeah, and also, right. I've lived out in L.A. longer than I grew than I've lived in Boston at this point by a year. Um, anyways, you know, look, I, I think he's obviously incredible and in the legacy that he's created and what he's going to do now. I think he's going to make ten times the money because everybody just wants to be attached to him. So I see him going down as one of the wealthier people you'll ever see at some mm-hmm. point. Um, he's a great guy. I think the way he retired, I'm not sure. I feel like there's always something with Tom Brady because everything's two steps ahead. So somebody told me the other day that the reason he didn't say anything about Boston was he was going to re-sign with the Patriots for a day and then retire as a Patriot, which I think would be the coolest thing ever. Um, But if he doesn't, obviously there's some personal reasons and feelings. I don't get it. I've read all the stuff you read. You know, I read Bob Kraft was pretty unhappy. Uh, and I think the only people that it really matters to are the, those Patriot fans that have literally live, breathe, and eat him. But on the opposite side is he also did this when he left the Patriots and thanked everybody. So I don't know. He He's a little bit smarter than I am. That what, do you, I, what, what do you think, Bob? you think this is for real, or you think he's maybe got a little bit of Brett Favre in him and, and, and might come out of retirement for one season somewhere else? No, I think it's for real. Why? I mean, was he, 42? I mean, why keep chasing? He's 44. 44? Okay, well, whatever. Um, Yeah, no, I think it's for real. I mean, right off into the sunset, man. Stop chasing this thing. I mean, you're the best that's ever played. You've dominated the game. Why just keep putting your body through it? Um, So I I think it's real. I was surprised that he didn't retire last year. To me, winning that championship, I have it in my, I could walk into my room, in my gym, 
but I have all of his ri- copies of all of his rings. Mm. And I, I, I mean, talk about the perfect time to walk out. It was last year. Now, yes, he obviously got damn close this year. Uh, and that was the hardest game I've ever watched. The two hardest games I've actually, the hardest game I ever watched was when we went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta with the Rams and the Patriots. And I'm sitting next to Sean's family. We became very close friends. His wife, his fiance, and my wife are best friends. And, you know, Josh and I are diehard Patriot fans, and we're at the sitting with the Rams family. And so it's like, I think we had Patriot underwear on, but we wore all black. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we were, it was the weirdest game because you couldn't root for anybody. You're just like, you just sat there and pretended like we were focusing. Um, And then the second weirdest game would be the one last or two weeks ago when, uh, when Brady, who, again, I, I can tell you, he's the reason that we like to call the, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Patriots the way we play mm-hmm. with Gronkowski. We were hoping Edelman's also a good friend and a client of ours, who is, again, a living legend in our opinion. <laughs> I, was, I was bummed that he didn't go there because I thought that would have been just the coolest thing. But I feel like after Gronkowski, uh, Bilicek made sure that there was something in that last line that said you cannot go play with them for another year or two. Yeah, for sure. So, so I got, I've got a gut feeling on this thing. Um, and Bob, I know you, you already know what it is. Uh, Matt, I'm a diehard 49er fan. <laughs> Tom grew up a 49er fan. He's obviously had a storybook career. I don't think that Jimmy G's the guy to get him to the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think that Trey Lance, no I don't think Trey Lance is ready. Uh, the storybook career that he's had, the cherry on top for him, I think, would be to go back to San Francisco for one more season to maybe get a Super Bowl where he grew up um, watching, you know, watching the NFL and Joe Montana. And I just my gut just feels like he's going to pull a Brett Favre and he's going to play one more season with the 49ers who are really Super Bowl ready right now. It'll be interesting to see if. Uh, if that unfolds or if he's really done. I, I would I, I would have no clue. And if he does, I think it would be a lot of fun if he doesn't. You know, at this point, it's borrowed time. And you see how football, I don't see it. I was I literally never got my jersey dirty ever. Uh, Most but, kickers don't. Most <laughs> kickers don't, man. Yeah, but you see how it's one of those things that at the end of the day, it can – why take a chance? You have everything in the world. you got a beautiful family. You want to be with your kid like that. It my kids changed everything for me. I went from just wanting to make money to just wanting to be with them. You know, I I think that the thing that you miss is that competitive edge, and it's like you know that's that's why Bob and I bet football because it's the closest that you can get to actually feeling like you're a uh, a part of that team. You know, it's like when when you've got a little action on a game, it's it's us rather than just them. And yeah. It's been tough to root for our buffs the last couple of years, so we don't really. You, you mean the last twenty years? It's, yeah, it's abysmal uh, at this point. Did you that, see the Did you see the exchange today? I think it was up via Instagram between Belichick and Brady. No, how like Belichick didn't respond for a few days, and like the only report was he was like I was traveling, and then he finally put something on Instagram and he made some statement like, "I was proud to draft you," and in the beginning of like your pedestrian career or something like that and and watch you you know help get you to who you are today like i mean they're just throwing jabs back and forth at each other i don't the craziest part is i don't get it it's it's who made him but again we're not seeing anything on the other side so i have no yeah right yeah it just those two those two are oh belichick's he's funny yeah 
<laughs> All right, Bob, uh, let's get back to betting football. The Rams are getting four and a half points in their home stadium in the Super Bowl against Cool Joe and his Bengals. The over-under in this game is 48 and a half. Well, um, outright, I mean, I think the Rams win. Uh, I think they're the better team, as hot as the Bengals are, as well as Joe Burrow's playing, all those great things that, that Cincinnati's doing. Like we talked about before, right? Cincinnati, don't, they don't know what they don't know. They're just they're in this position and they're having fun and and they're winning games. But, um, you know, like I've said all year long, I think the Rams are the best team. I think they're the most talented team. And in these situations, that's when all this talent comes out. Right. And, and the way they're playing um, through the playoffs so far. And it, it all it's going to come down to everything. Right. Can, does, does Matthew Stafford protect the football and make good decisions? And if he does, you know, I, I think. You know, I don't know. I don't know where I stand yet on this four and a half um, because I think it can be a bit of a shootout. But, um, you know, if if I had to make a bet today, I would probably give up those points and and take the Rams at, at minus four and a half. You're not you're not going to hedge then. So, so Matt, just Bob, um, Bob on the Stafford trade. Bob took uh, the Rams the day the Stafford trade was made at, minus, at plus thirteen hundred to win the Super Bowl. Really? Uh, yeah, the day it was the day the trade was made. Yeah. How much did you bet? I don't disclose that on these shows. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's amazing. That's better than doing the crypto bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be better if they win. That's for sure. Wow. Um, but sorry, are you gonna hedge? I'm not. No, I'm rolling with the Rams. I You're think gonna press it. You're gonna yeah, press it. I'm pressing. Let's go. I've had, I've held on to this bet for a whole damn year that wow. I made. So I'm gonna I'm gonna that's press it. By the way. That's awesome. I've actually got them uh, plus 750 myself. I'll tell you guys a little bit uh, later what I'm planning on doing. Matt, what are you seeing in this game? I, I see this being a great game just because of – for me, it's – have you been to the stadium, you guys? I went I went and I saw haven't. Tom uh, when they he came into town the first – when Tampa came the first time and the Rams blasted him. Yeah, it's the most beautiful stadium you've ever seen. That The Jumbotron is literally – something like 250 to 300 million dollars um the atmosphere and you know they're bringing back the whole west coast rap community for it um so i i without a doubt think the rams are going to win i just i'd like it being to be a good game but you know we'll so see here's what i'm seeing here guys both tight ends are banged up in this one uh which is something to keep an eye on although i think that's a bigger loss for the Bengals because I thought that Blanton filled in nicely for Higby last weekend. But if Uzama for the Bengals can't go, uh, that's a big weapon that's missing for Joe Burrow that he's going to need, especially considering that's where a lot of the quick throws go against a dominant pass rush, which the Rams have. Now, the Titans got to Burrow nine times, uh, and I believe the Rams can do similar damage. So I think it could be a long day for Joe in this one, who relied heavily on his kicker, in that Titans win. Evan McPherson, no doubt, is a difference maker. He's an impressive 12-12 in the postseason. But I don't think uh, field goals are going to be enough to bring the trophy home for the Bengals, as the Rams' offense and Stafford are a lot more dynamic than this Titans offense, or than that Titans offense was. The Rams really are the complete package. I like them to win. Bob, I like them to cover the four and a half. Uh, but I've been toying with, like, six different hedge options here to figure out 
how much I want to win so that I can come away with a with a, a zero number if in fact the Bengals do pull it off. Just press and, press that shit, Bo. Double down. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I, I might end up doing it. I haven't done anything yet, but uh man, it's it, it'd be nice to just have a free roll on this thing. And and Bob, I'm still trying to get us some tickets. So if we manage to land some some tickets, we'll meet you out in the tailgate. Uh, it's, it doesn't really make sense to tailgate at that stadium because you Bro, just go inside. No, the parking is so bad. They haven't figured that out. It, it literally takes an hour from the moment you see the stadium to get to your to park. It's hell. And by the way, the only thing worse because we that you know we go every game. The only thing worse is then we're like, oh, we're gonna Uber next time. You don't have service. They don't tell you. There's no service from the stadium to the Uber drop space. So nobody knows where anything is. You end up just pay. I paid a guy $300 to take me home last week just because wow. I couldn't deal with it. And I had my little baby with me. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, please give us a follow at Armchair Donkeys to get our plays in real time on our Instagram story. And hit that YouTube subscribe button for show updates. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Uh, have a great time at the week at uh, the game next weekend. And if Bob and I manage to, to land some tickets, we'll we'll find a way to meet you somewhere in the stadium. Please do. And Bobby, please text me how much you really spent. I'm just curious how much you're gonna win. <laughs> All right, I will. I'll let I'll you know. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. See you, boys. Bye.